So hello everyone, episode 12 of Thelma and Tom Look Left. Uh, you probably all know Thelma's been really busy this week and we haven't managed to do our usual recording, uh, but um, Hurricane and I have managed to put together a selection of our favourite clips from all the podcasts so far, uh, plus a couple of outtakes, and plus we're ending with one of Hurricane's own songs. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening, hope you enjoy it. Hello everyone and welcome to our new podcast, Thelma and Tom Look Left. In this podcast, we are planning to focus on all the latest news and events from our side of the political spectrum. Hi Tom, how are you doing? Hello Thelma, nice to see you again. Do you think people will want to listen to a, an old head teacher and an old hippie, you know? We love Thelma. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to our first episode of our new podcast, Thelma and Tom Look Left. So hi Thelma, how are you today? Oh, I'm good Tom, how are you? I'm okay thanks, yeah, I'm a bit, little bit nervous, you know, first podcast and... Uh, yeah, it's exciting though, isn't it? It is I'm, really I'm exciting. Really excited. Yeah, I'm excited about today and future episodes with our guests. Oh my, I'm looking forward to it. But um, in terms of, you know, do we have a place in the Labour Party anymore? It's our party. The Labour Party was created by the trade unions to bring together voices from across the centre-left to build the most formidable force to defeat the Conservatives. And I don't know what your official titles were or are, Dawn, but I'm sure. It's uh, your right... A Highness, Royal Highness, uh, yeah. Dave. Thank you for helping me with that. You, you, you just uh, need to bob and I'm going to say it's Dawn Butler. Rising Ham, man. I'd like to get hold of someone like, say, some centrist MP or even a, a Tory MP who, who, would, who was nice uh, that you could sit and have an honest chat with and get sensible you know, logical answers from and have a proper talk to. Um, you know, I, I did ask Thelma this and she couldn't come up with any names, but I don't know um, whether you could help on that I'll one. have to put my thinking cap on, Tom, and get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Uh, right. I'm just trying to pair now with the computer. On, on a less serious note, you're into heavy metal. Certainly now, am. What, what, what's that about? I mean, I don't want to be, you know, stereotyping, but I always thought heavy metal was kind of leather jackets and tattoos and well, I've got, piercings and all that, you know? Well, I've got my I own mean, leather jacket. I haven't got any tattoos, I can reveal. Um, <laughs> I, I first got into heavy metal when I was just eight years old. I went on holiday to Malta with my parents. There's this lad staying in the hotel we were staying and he had his earphones on his Walkman. And I said, oh, what, what are you listening to? And he put one of the uh, earphones in my ear and it was like the heaviest, nastiest thing at that stage of my life I'd ever heard. I thought, that's amazing. That's amazing. It sounds really dangerous. 
really noisy. And so I watched that and he said, oh, it's called Iron Maiden. I'm really pleased to be on the podcast and I, as I was uh, have said to you already, I've listened to all the episodes. I think this is episode five, if I'm right. And yeah, and I really like, you know, I really like the format. I like uh, the bit about what's going on currently and how it affects the left. And then I like the, the bit with the guests and I like learning a lot about heavy metal. found it yet let's just see bluetooth. our bluetooth or the device have you got the device on yeah what floats your boat music what floats my about well, well my boat i would probably say deep house uh is my thing at the moment so i'm Pardon? really deep Pardon. house <laughs> so it's a <laughs> it's a it's a genre of dance music which is um it could best be described as i mean i, I went i've been through phases so I, I was in my hip-hop phase when i was younger i still love hip-hop now i've been in i love uh, trance kind of trance when i was kind of coming up outside of university which is a form of dance music very clubby um drum and bass i've gone through still love oh, that no you never leave bass. it so you I've never leave any of these behind you've got drum and bass so you never leave it never leave any of these behind clive, but yeah clive, deep can house you, now clive can you just hum us a little bit of that so give us yeah, a bit yeah. of an idea what, what's it how does it go um so, no idea what you're so talking th- about. i don't know <laughs> so dry, hum you some deep house no i couldn't do that it's too no complex. i didn't think you <laughs> i couldn't do it <laughs> so you and if i did you wouldn't they wouldn't make any sense so, <laughs> so you, you danced to that do you Okay, part two of the podcast, and I'm really, really pleased to be able to introduce to everybody Clive Lewis, MP for Luton, was it? No, he's got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere somewhere in that area. Norwich South. Oh, yeah, that's similar. That neck of the woods. Very close, very close, very close. (laughs) Norwich South. So, yeah, nice to meet you, Clive. Nice to meet you, Tom. Great. Well, you know what? I'm not scared of Twitter. I'm scared of my mum. She would kill me. <laughs> kill me if she thought that I was um, drifting to the right. Be, you would we never wish. see me again. <laughs> so never, anyway, never cross uh, your mum, man. Never. Uh, my no. God. So, I, what, you know, a lot of us see as the enemy, really. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been looking for a chance to sell out for years, so I grabbed yeah. this with both hands. Um, I've been denouncing the left as much as I can, agreeing with Melanie Phillips an awful lot, just to try and get that cushy columnist job somewhere. Well, um, you know, it does happen, Ash. It does happen. <laughs> you know what? It, it really, it really hasn't affected my outlook. Um, what I enjoy about the moral maze is that you can rather just be stuck within a current affairs box you can broaden out into wider questions of values and philosophy and culture and that's the really good thing about it but having been with Navarre for so long having been as part of the left for so long 
you do realize when you step into these spaces how weird they are so you've got a social strata of people who are very divorced and alienated from everyday life and they lead incredibly cloistered lives and they're set up as the moral arbiters for everybody else and they're trying to tell us all what a normal moral compass is whereas the lives they lead are incredibly weird um so i think as long as i keep finding the people i come across in media land kind of bizarre i think i'm doing just fine it's when i go oh you guys are quite normal that there's going to be a problem yeah Mm. well actually it's worse than you're saying tom because it's not 40 new warheads it's 40 percent increase in the arsenal so that's like over 60 more you know so i mean it's just it's just it's just a complete craziness and as you say tom i mean i'm glad you mentioned climate change because it's not just a kind of you know generational thing where we were all upset about that and now they're upset about this you were absolutely right to be really concerned during the Cuban Missile Crisis. It really was that close, you know, and as a 12-year-old, you obviously picked up on what was going on in the world really strongly, you know. But that same thing could happen again. You know, there's enough nuclear weapons to destroy the whole world, humanity, many times over. But of course now, it's not just that threat, which is an existential threat, it's also climate crisis, which is an existential threat. And increasingly, campaigners are linking the two things together. You know, we we face both of these existential threats and, and both of them have to be dealt with. And while there's a situation that well, there are climate change deniers out there, you know, form, fortunately no longer in the White House, you know, but there's a great recognition that it's a problem that everyone has to address. With nuclear weapons, there's still this small number of countries that doesn't accept that it's a problem, you know, like Britain, like the US, like Russia and some others, and they seem to think that they need to have these nuclear weapons, you know, even though they could destroy everybody else and themselves, you know, and, and it's just has a devastating uh, cost financially, you know, so that, that that's the real problem, Tom, you know, we have to address both of these issues, we have to see how they're linked, because of course, uh, nuclear has a big carbon footprint as well, you know, as does the arms trade. And I suppose one of the things that CND over the last years you know it's been that we've tried to get away from it being seen as this is about nuclear weapons you know as a separate thing and understand how it's part of the whole set of problems that we face you know across society there is one thing we haven't talked about Thelma um, Go on. Uh, the, the the music and the trombone <laughs> oh yeah yeah, we didn't. I was going to do that at the beginning, and I forgot. Yeah, yeah that's let's just down. get that one in because uh, it's a, yeah, a good yeah, selling yeah. point. Yeah, I saw you on Zoom. I saw you on Zoom a few months back. I think it was over Christmas, and you were having lessons on the trombone. So how's it going, John? Just before we finish, an how's update. How's it going? Well, the neighbours have stopped petitioning. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I it love it. Was it Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Were you right? Or what was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, 
I tried to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, but everyone thought it was something else. I can't remember. <laughs> well, you were, you just not. have to say you were improvising, John. That's what people do. <laughs> That's, Improvisation. That's, that's the cop out, isn't it? What sort of trombone do you play? Jazz trombone, oh yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Hey, now we're going to have a tune before we finish. Come on. I do the scale, and people will be in. I do the scale. Hang on. <laughs> I bet nobody expected this on this episode well, this, of the podcast this, with John McDonald. Yeah, your, your podcast will go downhill now. I was just going to say the numbers are going to go through the roof with this. <laughs> I try and go do on. scale, but I do it badly. That's brilliant, John. I can't tell you that. That's really. If I were, if I was with you, John, I'd give you one of my old well done stickers. It's not connected to the computer yet. Bear with me. Oh, okay, Bluetooth. It's almost like you know that amount of money. What was it? Two, two point six million? Yeah, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, that. How? What difference that could make? to a community, you know, in terms of, well, the food bank or, well, you you name it, the, the list of things that we've got that, that different struggling communities are in need of. And that 2.6 million to, well, do a, a really a copycat Trump, really, wasn't well, it? Well, it, 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 was was it was a copycat <laughs> Trump. That's exactly what it was, Selma. And I just yeah. think, uh, you know, uh, he, yeah. <laughs> this I is know. a complete wind-up for me, just, this podcast. Well, just... <laughs> 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 Not quite yet. I apologise for this. I will be able to sort it. Don't worry, as long as you're right. Are you okay to sell most of the time? Well, yes, I'm okay. no, I'm, I'm, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, you don't expect after a few weeks to be sitting in a in a group with uh, Thelma and Owen. There well, you you're scra- I mean, you've got Thelma, you're scraping the barrel with me, but I'm nonetheless... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm honoured to be in the presence of two esteemed <laughs> comrades, even if I'm the budget option. That's very good. Well, <laughs> I mean, if I, Ash we, Sarkar, John McDonald started a high plunge. <laughs> to be fair, we were really struggling for a guest, Owen, and uh, well, Thelma you must said, have been. Mean, <laughs> let's just get Owen in Phil, you Not know. at all. Throw him in, he'll be grateful. <laughs> He's always got something to say, you can rely on that. When Tom says when Tom says that you've been around for years and years and years, to me you look about twelve. You know what? <laughs> I I mean it is true, I've kind of been stuck with the Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone look for a while. <laughs> but I feel eight but the last five years in particular, I think we've we've all suffered the aging consequences of what we've all lived through. Uh, so I think age is gonna catch it. But I'm thirty-six. I had a nightmare morning. I had um, my missus got up and said, there's a, a funny smell coming out of the cold water tap. And uh, she'd been saying it for about a week. So I thought, I can't put this off any longer. I'm gonna have to go up in the loft and check what's going on. I looked in the cold water tank and there was a decomposing rat uh... in, the, in the cold water tank. So oh, no. 
I had to clean this rat out and it was like there was a scum, scum all over the surface of the tank and it's been I'm surprised we're not ill and um, I am <laughs> so I cleaned all this disgusting stuff out I, I put me right off my lunch and um, <laughs> and then I uh, de- emptied it all uh, I've just filled it back up just before we started doing the podcast so what a job oh that's awful. unbelievable but uh, oh. you know hopefully it'll all be okay now I checked out online you can get this stuff this illness uh, lepidoptera or something I don't know that rats carry um, oh. and they, they recommend disinfecting the whole system but I think we'll see how we go um, anyway, so, how's that going, Richard? You can't right get that. Nearly done. No, you can't. So what did you do with the rat, Tom? Oh, my God. I took a bucket up there and uh, I had a, a, a sieve, you know, for, where for sieving flour, and I kind of... I hoiked it out with that, put it in the bucket. The smell was just indescribable. Oh, I had a dead rat at school once, you know, and I was ahead my first my first head shit and one had died on the um, on the on the heating pipes and the smell in the hole, we didn't know what it was. And it had the caretaker going around the school with me trying to find out where this smell was from. And it was this dead rat that had died on the pipes. Oh, oh goodness. So it's in the bin now, is it? Oh, well, no. I, I, so I got all the scum off and I had it all in the bucket and I passed the bucket down to uh, Sarah and she took it outside and buried it on the mucky. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, dear. Uh, then I cleaned the tank out, you know, kind of best I could. Uh, just felt like afterwards I needed to have a 15-minute shower, really. It was just... Disgusting. Yeah, just... just oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I... You know, there are some areas of life. I used to, at one point, I had a, um, a building business and I was I used to do quite a lot of plumbing and I'd get call-outs sometimes for people who have problems with their septic tanks and that kind of thing. Mm. Unbelievable. I mean, just so mm. gross. And you just couldn't, <laughs> you know, they'd be like older people perhaps, you know, and you just couldn't walk away and say, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you'd end up in the, I mean talk about questioning your own existence <laughs> you'd end up with your head stuck in a septic tank you know oh, trying to no. get the thing working unbelievable I, I just, da- just da- to check my dad started sorry, it, it, sorry. Says, it says it's connecting on the okay. screen so that's, it, it's found the device and it says it couldn't connect try connecting again Okay. Are they charged up? I think so. Yeah, they're yeah. blue. So yeah. Okay, that's good. Oh, that should work, surely. Okay, that's the end of the show. So, uh, next week, yeah, Thelma will be back, as usual, and we're back to the usual format. Uh, special guest, Philip Proudfoot. We're going to be having an in-depth look at the news, as usual, and... Uh, analyzing the election results from this week should be a really good show uh, and then uh, following week we've got special guest Laura Pidcock I don't know how um, I don't know how Thelma does it but we just these guests keep on coming uh, and uh, yeah brilliant so really looking forward to that 
Um, thanks to Hurricane for helping me put this together. Couldn't have done it without him. Hope you've really enjoyed it all. And uh, I'm going to end the uh, end the podcast with a quote by or saying by Karl Marx. From each according to their ability to each according to their need. Solidarity.
spirit is real till the feeling subsides, but I'm cold and I'm 